I'm co-host James Ash. And I'm co-host Phil Scaife. Welcome to the Business Lockdown. Welcome once again, a very good friend of ours to the show, Jonathan Lee. Hello, Jonathan. How are you doing? Yeah, great. Thanks very much, James. Hope you're okay over there. Yeah, not bad at all. Not bad at all. We've, uh, we've just decided to, to, to flip it, to switch it last minute. Unfortunately, Phil's not able to course today um uh, yeah so what we're going to do is we were uh, if you saw us last week jonathan uh recorded his first episode building resilience uh, that's building a bulletproof business especially like in covid19 uh episode two our plan uh, was retreating to the core ready to go again so we're going to postpone that till next week and uh, which means we've got you for even more sessions signed up no, Jonathan, which is yeah, great. Absolutely. So, yeah. Finishing with going for high growth after the lockdown. Um, but we've we've switched it up last minute. And Jonathan, um, is it fair to say you enjoy writing articles with business? Yeah, Jonathan? I do. Yeah, because uh, to be honest, the way I do it, James, I mean, I, I, it's not something that I've really set out to do, but I, I go for quite a few walks and put podcasts on and I read, read a lot of content and I just get ideas and I just want to write them down and just sort of like try and share them with people if it'll, it'll, if it'll help them. Um, so that's sort of what I've been doing and there's been some great stuff coming out. I mean, obviously there's a, in between a lot of garbage, of course. I mean, I have discovered like there's, there's millions of experts on everything sudden, suddenly, and I suppose I'd put my hand up and I'd be one of those as well, but I'm trying to be a filter for some good content and just share that with my clients really. And so, so the article that I wanted to talk about with you today was something that I've just had published on Prolific North, which is like, um, a, a magazine, a newspaper for all of the, the creative and advertising and marketing businesses in, in the north of England. So it was nice to get published on there. So it's like quite, quite well, well read. And um, I had some good reaction to the article and I sort of did a little mini webinar with it last week as well. So I thought we could, we could pick up on it. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, before I read the title and we delve into that, what I'm curious is you mentioned there that you, uh, you listen to a, a number of podcasts, great. Um, bad and indifferent, um, all, all of them. And uh, what, what what do you normally are you are you do you follow the same people? Do you look at different titles? Are you are you feeling inspiration with a certain topic, and you'll delve into that, and and it's more look of the draw? Yeah, I think it's a com it's a combination because I, I mean I like my mind to sort of like absorb lots of different things. I don't necessarily want to go down one channel because it becomes um, perhaps a little bit too nuanced. If you if you you, you can live in an echo chamber, can't you? Um, so now I like to follow different ones just to get different ideas and different perspectives and, and, and different people. This, this is why this is a good format because you're interviewing different people with different views on life and different views of everything. That's why it's a good format. Whereas if you necessarily listen to people, two people on a podcast, the content can get a bit samey. That's for sure. Yeah. I couldn't imagine sitting with the same person and looking at different, even looking at different topics and mixing up. Uh, I think it, it, it's, it's great having different guests on from very different backgrounds, uh, industries, um, areas of expertise. Um, yeah, I, I almost couldn't imagine just purely hosting a podcast based on one certain subject. I mean, no, almost, no. I mean, the great almost feels, well, having the business lockdown, almost like it, it, it almost kind of, it doesn't reflect because you know, yes, we, we speak with, with business, uh, business people, entrepreneurs and leaders, but, um, you know, we've, we've looked at meditation and well-being and fitness and nutrition, you know, so 
Um, but essentially, those guys are also in business. So we come a, a, about it roundabout way, really. Yeah, I mean, what it does highlight, though, it really is all to do with the different personalities. You know, and there, yeah. there are, I mean, obviously, I think there's probably four key personalities. Um, but I think on the back of that, there's loads of different versions of that. And, and uh, so you can, you, you get a real good feeling of when you hear other people from different walks of life, different backgrounds, different ages as well, of course, different ages really gives a different perspective on everything as well. So that's, that's the warmth that you get from this type of podcast and, and a bit of um, realism, I guess, or authenticity. Yes. And, and you, you never feel to be surprised as well. No. We've interviewed the, the range of people we've interviewed and we've, we've gone into some and, and, and you know, you, you always have an expectation of some sort and um, we could be blown out the water uh, in a number of ways that we'd never imagined, you know, on topics that we never thought we'd, we'd have covered with a certain individual. So it's great like that. Just having, having the time and ability to, to go off on certain ang angles and topics that, that, you know, naturally rather than, you know, set, set, um, uh, set structured lots of questions yeah. that we cover. Yeah, yeah. Again, I, but it just fits the way the water flows, isn't it? Exactly. Well, before we delve into yours, who's your, who's your favourite, who's your go-to podcast? Uh, well, I touched on that before, actually, when I really sort of want to let my mind drift and start thinking about different things. It's probably Dan Snow. I like his history hit stuff. He's very eloquent. Uh, he's very, very knowledgeable. And he gets really clever people on his podcast as well uh, talking about all sorts of different things so that, that's probably my, my my go to one from a business I, I listen to spanish ones as well actually uh, just to sort of like try and get my um keep my spanish fluent uh, nice. also all different sorts i don't necessarily have a favorite one but i'd say probably dan snow's history hit is probably my favorite awesome cool all right well let, let's let's get straight into uh, into your article so post covid-19 are you a bear a meerkat or a deer? Yeah, now I have to have to I have to confess this isn't my original idea because I saw it on uh, on LinkedIn, um, <laughs> posted by a company called R Capital, and uh, they were making the point that how you come out of this very very much depends on your personality type, uh, and they sort of like talked about three personality types. I mean, I think there pro probably are uh, there's definitely another, but I think they I like the analogy of this because. You can imagine a picture of a bear waking up slowly, taking the first steps, not going to rush into anything, you know, just making sure that everything is just right before they start to wander out of the cave, you know, after they've been asleep for a long time. And that sort of seems like there's going to be quite a lot of businesses like that who just say, well, you know, we're just going to take it steady. We're not going to risk anything. We don't know what it's like out there. Um, and then, of course, then there's the meerkat. And the meerkat, again, is a type of animal that is, is very agile and leaps up, has a look around and then retreats again if they don't like the look of what, what's going on there. Very excitable type of creature. And they're, and they're the ones that will jump on something and run out and, that, and then get going. But if anything feels wrong, they'll run back again as well. So, but then finally, and I think a lot of people on watching this, because I think this sort of podcast lends it to, to that type of person, um, your deer which is just ready to sprint at everything. And, um, you know, I've been talking to my clients about this over the last few weeks and they're <laughs> definitely all deers. <laughs> uh, some of them are old deers. So, yeah, but, um, but they're, yes. they're all deers, you know, they're all trying to, come on, let's go, come on, come on. I'm almost having to nail them down. They're that, they're that excited to get back out there. And, um, and uh, but then of course that, 
that premise, that analogy is great, but then you've got to take other things into consideration as well. And um, it all depends. Obviously, I'm familiar with the agency world, but again, this is probably not dissimilar to most businesses, actually, is, is what are your clients like? You know, because mm. that is actually going to, most agencies sort of like succeed on the back or alongside successful clients. So it's important that actually, if you are going to get, if you are going to be a, a bear, a meerkat or a deer, then it's really important that you have a look at your clients and say, well, are they ready? You know, what are they? Because you could categorize some of your clients and say, well, no, that, you know, hospitality industry, they're bad, still asleep. Mm. Um, travel industry, they're a bear. A- aviation, they're still a bear, they're still asleep. The meerkat ones, well, there might be, you know, restaurants, for example, some of them are thinking, well, we might be able to reopen again. And, and you know, some are reopening, but they're sort of like doing a takeaway service, which then, which they never would have dreamt of, of before. And they're sort of like a bit more meerkatish. They, you know, they're, they're taking steps, you know, well, we can carry on. We're not, this isn't devastation. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll try a bit and then we'll come back. We'll try and t- come back. And then there's other businesses which will just go into full, full throttle and let, let's, just, let's just go for it. You know, digital first businesses like Zoom, what is it? They went from 20 million subscribers to 300 million. Is that, is that the increase? I, I didn't actually know the numbers. Uh, I kept, like kept an eye on, I was spotting the, the increase of the share prices on a daily Well, basis. interesting, I've got an interesting little story about the Zoom share price. Of course, people absolutely pile, piled into Zoom. Uh, so, God, this is the new thing. Let's get some, some money on that one because they're just going to go bonkers. And of course, the share prime for Zoom Inc. did, but Zoom Inc. ain't Zoom. So all of this other company that calls them was also had the same name, got the benefit of all of these people buying their shares. It's worth, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing the names exactly, but of course the markets authority saw what was happening and they stopped trading on the shares of this other company. Um, but, you know, <laughs> just wow. shows you, doesn't it? We're all a bit bonkers if you, when it comes down to it. But well, there are... Sorry, with, with, just, I'm just curious. On um, so you've you've got you've got the the meerkat, which isn't which is in the middle. It'll 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 run towards, but it'll, it'll also retreat. Yeah. And um, once it's kind of sussed out the opportunity uh, or the environment uh, in front of it, what what's what would you suggest is easier um, for a mentoring, coaching, um, consultant point of view? Is it easier to to pull back the deers, or is it is it is it is it easier to 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 pull up? Uh, and push forward the bears? Well, well, as a coach, it's really easy to work with a bear, as you can imagine. Really? Oh, really easy to work with a bear. Not that I like working with it, but it's really easy because you can just basically say, okay, well, let's just retreat to the core. Let's have a look what we're good at. Let's go quite defensive on everything. Let's, let's just work. You know, let's, let's keep our pe- people on furlough. Let's not be too tentative. Let's just work with what we know. Let's make sure that we get invoice for 20,000, 30, 40, 50,000 pounds this month. And we'll be happy with that. And then we'll go and then we'll have a look where we are in, in another month's time. You know, that that's easy, to be honest, because most businesses have a really good core. And, and actually, I think there's a perfectly good strategy as well. I mean, I know it's all like touching on something which is a really big subject here, but most businesses at the core are very, very good. And um, if they just like shed off the layers which aren't very good, and go back to the stuff which they're really excellent at, they'll be probably even a better business, but they won't get back to where they were for quite some time. Right. And that's a danger because that also will let a lot of challenger businesses, and this is another point, a lot of challenger businesses who will start up 
because there will be a lot of startup businesses on the back of this. Um, they will start up and just take their market share. So the market share that they anticipate they're gonna get back won't be there by the time they get to it. If, if, you, see, if you see my point. Interesting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's dead easy to start a business in, when times are like this. Because I always think a lot of the, the best businesses in the world were started in recessions. Mm -hmm. uh, because it's only good moving forward. You know, you're on, the, you're on the conveyor belt going forward. Whereas if you, you know, if you start when, good time, when everybody's busy, they've got no time for you. So, you know, if you want to start a business, my God, start it now. It really is the best time. Do you know, being a musician, Jonathan, which, we, which we've certainly covered in previous episodes, do you think there's any correlation between that the best music and songs are written at time, in times of, you know, points of pain and times of language? Well, I mean, this is a, we, we digress here, but, you know, Robbie Williams, when he was sort of on, on the, the nervous breakdowns and, and he was having all sorts of mental issues after he left Take That, etc., the stuff that he produced was absolutely top draw. And then he got happy and his stuff became bland. <laughs> you know, and this is the, this is a dichotomy of, of music, isn't it? Because to write good music and write good lyrics, you've got to write it with tons of emotion. And the only place that you have that tons of emotion is when things aren't going well. You know, all the, the punk movement started in the, in the, the back end of nine, the 1970s when, when the, the world was terrible, you know, three day, three day weeks, um, strikes and then suddenly punk comes in and blows the music scene apart which we're still feeling today yes indeed yeah indeed, indeed. punk only lasted for sort of like two or three years well probably two years really uh, but yeah it's still it's still really highly highly influencing everybody now isn't it so yeah indeed do you, you ever do you, have you you must have dealt with people that got too comfortable and and it's um, and and um, and they need you know you need to shake things up for them. Um, they need something fresh. Have you, have you come across many people like that? Yeah. Yes, of course. The, yes, yeah. I course, have many people like that. Um, I think they're comfortable because they have managed to stop feeling fear in a way. Because once you get comfortable and you don't fear the business failing or you don't think your clients are going to wander and, and your fear factor has gone from sort of like. 10 down to like a one you might just get a little bit comfortable you know you get a bit used to all of the high salaries that you're getting out or dividends you're getting out you know the repeat business and all that sort of thing you just get a little bit too complacent and of course when something like this goes, smacks you in the face um then you you are in absolute panic mode because you've got to they're the ones that actually are best at actually becoming a bear you get back to what you're really really good at because quite often those, those people have got comfortable, probably if you actually peel the layers back of their business, they'll have one third of their business, which is really unprofitable, but just adds money. There's a, a bit which is sort of like, okay. And then there's one bit which is really, really good, but they just pull, push everything into the same pot and just rely on it. They become very complacent because of it. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. Well, that kind of takes it on with the, in the attitude to risk and being in business and entrepreneurship is risky. But you can minimise the risks by being smart. Making sure you can flex your muscles is important. Quickly rising to challenges and seizing opportunities as they arise. Also seeking out those opportunities that no one else has seen. So, yeah, I think I think you've alluded to the fact that um, everybody's you know everybody you dealt with has been a deer. 
you know, so would that suggest that everybody's attitude to risk has been pretty But has it been healthy? Would you, could you, uh, could you, could, could you say that it's been healthy? Because I, I guess if somebody's attitude to risk is, 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 is blind faith, then that's maybe not a great attitude. Well, your blind have, right? faith is never good. No, and I, and I would stop that. If it was blindly, yeah, if they were just saying, just going for it, but actually they've just got to have something backing, backing that up. But of course that attitude to risk also comes in line with their financial situation as well. So if they were, their attitude to risk was cavalier and they didn't have the money to back up their, their plans, then they could get in, themselves into to bother really, really quickly. I've got, I've got one client, I won't mention who they are, but they've, they've pre pre prepared three different budgets at the moment, depending on different, different scenarios. They're in very much dear and they're going for it. But they are in a situation where if they, reach, if they don't reach plan A by a certain time, they move to plan B. And if they don't reach plan B by a certain time, they move to plan C. And plan C is sort of like, so, which was an interesting one, but I, actually they, there's, I don't think there's any chance of them at all <laughs> reaching plan C, but it's interesting there. So they've got like a, a very pragmatic approach to what's, what's coming next, but they've also got, they're in a good financial position. So they can afford, by, they're prepared to so much. And then once that's gone, that's it, they stop. So it's sort of, do you think them as you know them having that plan C is is a big having that in place and being aware of that and knowing what that looks like is more of a driver for plan. Definitely. Sorry, you've just frozen. Will Will yeah. Smith? What, what was Will Smith? What Will Smith was very his famous um, quote as um, having a plan B only distracts you from plan A. As I, said, I remember when I heard that, I was just like, oh, that's that's amazing, but. In equal yeah. measure, you know, being aware of what that fallback one is, that fallback plan B is, and then a C. It depends on who you are, I guess, right? It is. Well, this gets onto your personality. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, they're not gambling. They're not gamb definitely not gamblers, but I'll, I'll give this as a good analogy for gambling. If you go to the, for example, the race course for a, a, for, for a day out, and you say, right, my, my, plan a, my plan A is I'm going to um, gamble on every race, and it's going to be £10, but you win a couple of races. So you say, well, my, I'm going, I've swiftly moved to plan B and I'm going to bet 20 pounds in every race. But if it hits the, the limit where I'm now back onto plan A, that's where I'm going back to. So you always say, well, I'm going to spend hundred pounds today and that's it. You know, if I lose hundred pounds, that's my part of my enjoyment and anything better than that. And that is your final plan C, if you see what I mean. So it's a reasonable analogy. Yeah, yeah. So effectively, just, just out, out of instance, I, mean, I won't give exact figures, but they've got say quarter of a million in the bank. And uh, as it stands at the moment, that will last them. If nothing happens positive, that will last them a year. So they've said, well, they don't want to risk a million, half a million pounds. So in, in 12 months time, if nothing's changed, then we are going to go to plan B, which is a very, very much reduced offering. See what it looks like for three months. And if they still haven't got the plan, then, they, they're, then they're out. You know, they're not going to risk all of this money that they've accumulated. So they are, are prepared to, um, if you like, liquidate the company in a safe way just to protect that shareholder funds. But they won't, they, they, they'll never get to that stage, but they just, it's interesting that they plan that. I didn't encourage it, but they already had that plan then. It was a really interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, because then even worst case scenario, they know that is protected. That they, they, like you just said, your analogy with the races there. Because I've, 
I, I, I can, I can, um, you know, I can appreciate that because I've done that myself. Whereas you, or, or, got, or been on the ferries and across to to Europe, and you say, right, I'm, uh, I'm going. I've got sixty quid. I'll start black and red, and if I lose, I'm out. If I win, then I'll put that sixty quid away, and I'm purely playing on on uh, on bonus money. And then right. whatever happens, happens. Yeah. And but of course, a real ways. gambler, a real gambler, wouldn't do that. They just until their shirt was off their back and given to the bookies, you know, they wouldn't stop. So uh, I think you've, so that, I mean, blind hope or blind faith is when you take, you, you'll take your shirt off and say, look, well, that's my last chance. And thinking, well, you don't need to do that because I mean, from their perspective as well, is that they will go back to a state where actually they could start again. So they would start, they would probably just, they'd just take, take a few breaths, take a few months off, maybe a year off or something like that, and then start again. So which would, which would, which would also be a strategy um, not, not one I think they'll ever get to just because I think they've got a good plan. And I think half of it's having the plan, isn't it? To be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the person personalities as well, it's important when you, when you're looking at the, the bear, the meerkat and the, and the deer, if you, if you are that sort of personality is that you just, you know, on your front foot, you want to get going, you, you're just happy to speak to everybody. Then you, you're more likely to be that, that, that deer. If you, if you're very conservative, you're really conservative and you want to hang on to things, you might be the bear. So they're probably a little bit more of a bear, if anything. You know, they're going to see what happens. Well, so I'm interested, how do you best operate with those around you? What kind of individuals, what kind of, um, whether that's, yeah, what personalities do you need around you? Well, personality skill sets, maybe either, either or both, do you need around you to be the best, best version of you? Uh, for for best version of me, uh, I prefer yeah. I prefer extroverted people because I'm much more comfortable with them, um, right. because it just takes me a little bit longer to work with an introvert because I've got to be very careful I don't upset them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I'm sort of on a there, there's a there was a zoo there's a personality again I can't remember the name of the guy I will find it and send you the link to it but uh, a guy came it was actually there's four personalities and they're all zoo animals there's the uh, there's the, the monkey, which is, you know, just can't wait to get things done um, uh, and d hell, hell with it to hell with the consequences. There's, <laughs> there's, the, there's the lion who uh, will basically just take everything and bark orders at everybody. You can just imagine the lion there roaring at everybody. Um, then, there's the, the, then there's the dolphin type of person who, who really wants to make sure they've got everything right and very, very carefully carefully organized before they, before they move on. And I think those sort of personality types is you've got, if, if you sort of go into a room and start to look at them and put an animal type against each type of person, then it probably helps you with your communication. But I will find the link to it because I won't try and explain it because he explains it much better than I do. But it's very interesting. And I think from an extrovert point of view, and I tend to have a bit of a monkey brain, I think probably you do, to be fair, James. <laughs> yes, I think we, can, I we, think we, we know can that. Yeah. We know we can upset the people who just want everything to be nicely planned out and things like that because we're, we're still thinking of ideas um, and, and trying to put them down. I mean, you're probably an extreme example. Um, and that, yes. I'll say that with the greatest respect because it's a good place yeah. to be. Um, yes. But sometimes and you just need someone just to stop you and... and so right, get going again. So that's my tendency. I prefer to work with ex extroverted people. Um, I like to really work with open-minded people as well. And it's the open-minded people that will come out of this and 
to be honest now, I, I can't tell you the difference in two weeks just because now we're, we're through lockdown. All right, we know it's not quite there yet. And we know there's, um, there's, there's hard yards to walk. But I feel that, that the, the governments of the world, w whichever way you look at it, have probably managed this issue quite well from, a, from an economic perspective. The economies, yes, we're going to be, they're going to be whacked. I mean, if we're talking about 30% drop this second quarter, I suspect it might be more than that. But actually, it seems like a more of a managed approach. And especially with, with the, the Chancellor um, giving us support at every way, you know, business bounce back loans, um, other larger loans, which for, for, for bigger businesses, the furlough schemes and all things like that. I think that, if anything, might help us come out much stronger the other side or much better than have there not been anything we just fallen off a cliff like we did in the financial crash in 2007. So I, I'm yeah. much optimistic than I was two weeks ago. Well, you, you, you hear of the businesses that started. I, say, I, I, I went into my business journey in the middle of the financial crisis. And, I, and uh, you know, blind, blind faith, bags full of energy and just that get-go attitude and support around. And, um, and I remember people around me, businesses, support network, saying, if, you know, if you, survive, if you just survive in this, going new, you know, new into business, then coming out of it, you'll be, you'll be in a very good position. And I, I, I still remember those... The great thing is when you start a business is your expectations aren't really, you've really, you've got no expectation. You might have a plan, but of course the plan, as you will realize, once you start working, the plan goes out the window and you have to adapt um, to, to whatever is in front of you. So you have to be um, very adaptable and, but there's very, the risk is low, you know, you have, unless you poured everything into some, some particular type of product, but, uh, generally, starting a business, the risks are relatively low. It's, it's sort of all after year two, year three, that's when it becomes, and that's when the, most businesses actually go bust. That's, that's the difficult part. The first year isn't difficult at all, to be honest. I mean, it's, you're just growing. Everything's good news in a way. Or it might be a hard slog, but you get going and you've still got that massive amount of enthusiasm. It's just when you hit start a year two and year three and you might lose a client or two or one might not pay you so much or something something big's gone wrong or, or you're, you're working 60 hours a week and you start to or more and your energy is started to drop and your enthusiasm starting to drop that's when that's when it gets really hard but if as i as i said before if you start a business now the opportunities are massive massive and and there's loads of industries out there that just want people to talk to them you know we were talking just before we start recording yeah, yeah, yeah. about different opportunities i mean it really Sort of the, you know, I've got here clients in education, medical, e-commerce uh, that delivers or deliver services online will will do really well. I mean, that's not that's stating the obvious, isn't it? Um, and also the hospitality and travel industries, they will be very blooded after this. And a lot of them won't be there, but some will still be there. People will still have a, a, a desire to use those sort of facilities. So they might need a bit of TLC which, um, you know, that they might not have themselves. So they might just need people to help them get um, to, to get them to come back. But of course, when, when it does come back and say in a year from now, there is a vaccine or we, we manage the virus into the, the normal, like we have done with the influenza, then again, I'm not a medical expert at all, but I just think that those sort of things will explode back. 
um, the hospitality industry. People will have a latent desire to say, right, come on, I'm just, let's go, let's go, let's do this, let's do that. You know, the, life that, is for living, right? Yeah. Do you think? Do you think attitude will be more prevalent than ever before? Life yeah, is for living. Yeah, yeah, I do. But I mean, might that'll be slow, but once it gets going, you know, once it, because it's like the um, the upturn bath, isn't it? From a point of view, you get you get the early the early adopters, the early majority, um, the large majority, and uh, the laggards, and then the late, um, the late, sorry, the late majority, and then the laggards. So the early majority will be the fun, the ones that get on planes and go first, and then people will see that, yeah, I'm going to join them, and then so be why has someone else done it and come back, say, yeah, it's fine, right, I'm off, you know, and they'll be on the phone, there'll be and there'll be queues out the door, two meters apart, obviously, coming out of. Uh, of travel agents, people with buying holidays left, right. Which, where, where do you fall in, in that, Jonathan? Where do you fall in, into that? Uh, I'm going to go away as soon as I can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I probably won't go long haul um, just yet, but I will get somewhere as soon as I possibly can. You know, and I feel very safe around Europe, obviously, um, but maybe not so safe in Africa or Asia, although Asia probably, you know, places like Vietnam, they've just absolutely locked the whole place down. Um, and if, you, if they are to be believed, which there's no reason why they shouldn't be believed, they have hardly any cases and very few um, fatalities. So who knows? Yeah, why not? We, inter we interviewed uh, Chris Reed, who's based in Vietnam. He's a SEO. He runs an SEO company. And uh, it was a week, uh, yeah, it was a, less than a week since they you know, came out of lockdown. And um, and yeah, they'd really they 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 shut everything down as you've heard, and so it was interesting to get his point of view. How I mean, don't get me wrong, it was a national holiday when I interviewed him, um, and he said, you know, it was it was celebrated very differently than it normally would because people were still apprehensive. You know, not everybody wasn't flooding the streets, and you know, this this is okay now. They're still being very sensible, and um, so that was that was that was interesting insight. I mean, what do you what's your take on on the UK at the moment now that? We've come out of lockdown or... What, well, I think it's early, early days, tentative steps. It's noticeably yeah. busier, obviously. Um, tentative steps, I think that's, that's where we are. I'm talking about people, well, are we going to go back to the office? Are we not going to go back to the office? Are we going to go back to school? Are we not going back to school? And of course, there are, there's a bazillion different viewpoints and, uh, and everybody has got... It all depends on their unique set of circumstances, but... And whether we're doing a good job or not, or whether we're not doing a good job, I can't really comment. I, I'm a very much of the opinion, whether I support the government 100% or not, is a bit irrelevant. They're the ones with the hand on the tiller, they're on the bridge. And they hopefully have got the best experts and they're listening to them. And they were making decisions on the, on the back of what the experts say. And they will, they will look, they've got all the figures, they've got all the data, they've got, they're exposed to all the stuff that we're simply not. And uh, you just trust them to make the very best decisions. They might not suit us, and they might not be the best ones, but they're the ones with the hand on the tiller on the bridge. So you mm -hmm. just got to go with them. What else? What else can we do? What Nothing. else can we do? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> or move abroad. Or move overseas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll see. I think we've got a we've got a way. And the, you know, I when I was talking about, I mentioned Trump every time, but. Trump's so unhelpful because he's trying to he's trying to um, unravel the reasons why all of this happened now, and I don't think that now's the time for that. I think you've got to see things and get the proper stats, and then get the proper um, information out of all of the agencies around the world and all the countries around the world, and just get together and say, right, 
this is a, it's a global phenomenon. So how, how did it happen? How can we take steps to learn from this and do better next time? Because there will be a next time. That, that is 100% guaranteed. But it won't be coronavirus. It'll be something else, of course. Well, I think we'll all we... take hydroxychloroquine and we'll all be fine. <laughs> I can speak for the both of us that we, um, compared to many millions around the world, we've been very, for we're very fortunate positions. You know, essentially, if you've got a roof over your head and, and yeah. food in your cupboards and, and you know and, and water and um, you're in a top what is it top one two percent in the world anyway, let alone yeah. under these times. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so when I ask this question, you know, we're very aware of that because my question, and I know you've you've had a round or two of golf recently, and my question is based on what's what's the thing you've missed the most under these uh, under these strange and uncertain times. So, and it was important to set up because, you know, it's, it's wrong for us to say, oh, I've, you know, I've missed, you know, because essentially we're talking about the uh, um, being in a fortunate position to, to, to go overseas when, when all this uh, uh, is behind us. So uh, we are in very fortunate positions, but also what, what, are, what are, so based on, you know, that, that understanding that we know we're in fortunate positions, what is it that you've, you've missed in your, in your in your life under these, these well probably probably in three things is um meeting people you know socially it's, yeah. fine, on, it's fine on 2d but it's not it's not quite the same and even when you go for a um, uh, socially distant walk with someone else who's who you haven't seen um then you still it's not not the same because you can't stop and look at them and talk you know it's a bit it's still a bit weird that i missed the golf because obviously that felt like going on holiday when I went to the golf course, to be honest, um, missing going on holiday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just get, well, I would say it traveling. Let's call it traveling. It's not the holiday for me. It's the traveling aspect, which I like. Um, restaurants, yeah, but we, you know, I like cooking anyway, so that's not an issue necessarily. So go down the pub, see some, see your mates, all of those sort of things, all, all the stuff that we just take for granted that that yeah. we won't take for granted anymore. And I take it you're you're are you a hugger more than a shaker? Oh, definitely a hugger. <laughs> it's strange isn't it because although we've had lots of digital connections and, and you could argue we've been connecting with more people more frequently but there is there's a huge you know huge reduction in that, 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 that the physical connections with family friends and loved ones and I think it's been I, 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 I know could speak with a lot of people that it's it's made people realize that under normal circumstances we can people can be guilty of being on a screen while they're in in, in someone's company in the presence of somebody and I think I'd like to think that there's more awareness being being created and coming out of this now that we will be more present in the moment with people that we love. I wonder how long that might last for. Well, <laughs> we'll get you. We'll get used to it and just revert back to type because that everything reverts back to type eventually, doesn't it? But it was just interesting because I mean, I, 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 I um, I'm a close neighbour of of Hannah from H and H and. Mm. And we tended to like we do. We used to see each other a fair bit like every six months or three months or something like that, just to chew the cud. And uh, we've been mates for a long time. And so it was the last yesterday was the first time I'd seen her in probably six months, just to go for a, for a walk. And you think, and that's probably the first, um, the third human being that, apart from my girlfriend, that I've seen in the last eight weeks, physically. Wow. As, as mates, if you like. I mean, yeah, neighbors yeah, yeah. say hi to and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so yeah, it's, that is very, very different. Very, very different. Speaking of, um, of, of digital connection and, and lack of physical connection and, and mobile devices, did you see the Elon Musk 
uh, Joe Rogan podcast. I, I, did, I didn't about... see it all the way through, but oh. he, I, I skipped and I stopped. And the chips in the head. Did you, yeah, did you hear him talk yeah. about the chips in the head? And what, and what do they reckon that the, the, the technology is going gonna, is gonna to get to a point where we don't actually need to verbally communicate with each other, that we will... We will just know what we will be able to connect. Well, the trouble is, the thing you think about it is, James, you only need to read a sci-fi book to realise that that's already been, all of those sort of things have already been thought of, haven't they? I mean, that's the, yeah. that's the great thing about the world we live in today. You think of something and actually probably, yes, it will happen. I mean, the, 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 this talking now, this is Star Trek stuff, isn't it? 15 years ago, yeah. you possibly imagined it. You remember seeing uh, Back to the Future film where uh, he was fired by fax faxes have now gone that technology has come, come and gone and there was a bad fax yeah and there was a video of the guy on the wall talking to him and this is what we do every 10 times a day now so you know you imagine it and yeah. it can happen so that's not too difficult to, to think but um yeah i think it's one of those sort of things when you've got someone a really really phenomenally good brain you know who's got who's got all of the got all those levels of intelligence that we need got them written down so you've got to have someone who's a really good analyzer so they've got mm -hmm. to really um sorry, sorry they've got to have someone creative ideas really strong creative ideas and then that person's got to be able to analyze those ideas at the same time and think is that actually a good idea or is it just garbage and then they've got to be uh, able to put those into practice you know so they've got to be very practical with their with their intelligence and then finally they've got to have this, a level of wisdom which allows them to look back on these ideas they've created and think, well, has it, has it made a difference? You know, is the world a better place because of all of this stuff that I've done? It might be a small bit, you know, it might be your particular uh, business or something, but I just think that's a really interesting way of looking at uh, intelligence. So what I'm saying, actually, emotional intelligence is gonna be actually vital on all of this, because in 2D, you're missing uh, the inputs mm -hmm. of body language and silences and things like that, and people shuffling, and, and you can't necessarily can't read people so well. Um, but I think those four pointers of intelligence are the really good ones, you know, the um, creative, analytical, practical, and the wisdom. That's, there's four pointers for you. Love that. Well, before we, uh, before we draw a close, were you ever fired by facts, Jonathan? Um, do you know what, James? Although, well, yeah, although you, if you, you run your own companies... You know you, what, James? You... I don't think I've ever been fired. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say that, yeah. Apart, I was just from, about to say that. apart from, I've fired myself. And I imagine that wasn't by facts. I think it would be unfair <laughs> to ask the question if you ever fired anyone by facts. But I used to dump girlfriends by text. Oof. But never by facts. To be fair, before text existed, I, you know, dump girlfriends by ignoring them that was the best one and then you'd do by text etc i'm a real coward <laughs> we can't leave it on that note jonathan we're, we're done we had elon musk and digital devices and then we send down a little bit but um but it's been great to have you on your show mate absolutely great to have you on the show we're gonna have you back again talking about retreating to the core ready to go again so i'll be interesting before uh we 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 draw this collection of episodes to a close I'm not saying we'll have you back because we'll, we'll welcome you on at any point, of course, but going for high growth after lockdown, which will just be awesome. It'll be interesting whether or not these and these sessions, these episodes uh, coming up, feel at the right time as well, you know. Um, is going for, for high growth after lockdown, could that relate to any time during this lockdown, you know? And again, 
I'd suggest it depends on the individual and your, and your approach to this. And again, if you, are you a bear, a meerkat, or a deer, as we've discussed That's right. in this episode? Yeah. But Great thank stuff. you for joining us, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Cheers, James. Cheers, Jonathan. Bye bye. Thank you so much for joining us on the Business Lockdown. Please comment, like, share, and subscribe to help build our global community. We look forward to seeing you all soon.